What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Go, 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 go. So, that's all that matters. All right. Welcome back to episode 27 of Rewriting Her Story, the podcast. 27, bro, we're almost at 30 episodes. Uh, I love 30. It's a great number. It is a great number. You just like it because it's your birthday. Duh. (laughs) Enneagram four and a Gemini. Yes, it's about me. (laughs) Get it together. As much as I try to shove that side of me down of like, that's really self-centered. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This was also requested actually from Katie, who was our also first subscriber. And she requested like one of our most popular episodes as far as the data goes in terms of how many listens we've had. It was the cognitive errors one. Like that and the meet Steph and Mari, I think are the highest um, listen to podcast episodes. See, do you see it was coming out again? (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm so excited. I'm so, so, so excited that this is requested by somebody and I just want to point out guys that like that little deep breath was me trying to get myself back on track of like what I wanted to say the point I wanted to make because I lost it as I started talking and I was like fuck here we go can't breathe and talk at the same time apparently I can't what I wanted to say the point I was going to make which I was going into it but I was like hey full transparency um the point I was making was that when you request we deliver we sure do by all means like we immediately are like get on the microphone let's do this okay topic this topic is societal expectations. I think more specifically, and again, this is not to knock any of our male listeners, but we are cis women. That's how we identify. That's what we have experience in. So that's what we can speak on. And the listener is also a cis woman who kind of was like, I want to talk about, she's like, you guys have talked about it in terms of like cognitive errors and shoulds and, and that kind of stuff, but more specifically, like, how do we get past societal expectations for women? Right. And so I know obviously from being a woman, that there are several that are pretty blatant, right? Like women should want children. Women should want to stay at home. Women should always be beautiful. Women should always be passive. Women should always be quiet, right? Like you should just see them, not hear them. Okay. Know what I'm not here for? (laughs) Any of those things, right? Absolutely none of those things. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Guess what I'm not going to fucking do. I can't Women shouldn't swear. What? I was just gonna say, I can't tell you how many times in my lifetime people are like, it's so unbecoming. I was like, hey, I don't want to fucking become. How about that? How about that? <laughs> then get the fuck away from fuck. me. I don't give Goodbye. a fuck if you don't like in my mouth. Goodbye. Stage left. I'm yes. not here to make you fucking comfortable. Nope. 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 That's what happens when I get really upset about these topics. I'm gonna have to really keep myself in check because I get according to who that you have to keep yourself in check. No, you don't. I don't I want to I we keep it I, real. Uh, uh like, <laughs> today junior (laughs) oh my god i'm my dad i'm turning into my dad (laughs) i'm turning into richard h here's the thing i have to keep myself in check in order to get my point across and not just be fired up another fucking societal expectation of a woman she's just angry she must be on her period she's hysterical (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I will throw my period blood at you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh I would God. never. I would never. You wouldn't be able to touch it, so it's not even an option. You would throw up. <laughs> Fucking sick. <laughs> Let's I just get Mari sugared up and record fucking podcasts. See what happens. I told like, you. It's literally, I hit a chocolate chip cookie and I'm not even trying to be funny. It was not like a weed cookie or like, it literally was a cookie. And I'm like, fucking buzzing. <laughs> like, just because of sugar. I'm like sweating. Oh my Anyways. God. So that's what I mean by keeping myself in check because of, like, I'll just get in the microphone and be like, like yes. this is something that is so near and dear to my heart of breaking out of these societal expectations, norms, all these things Mm -hmm. that are expected, required of women. I am not here to fit anybody's box and or mold. I'm not. I am going to be unapologetically me all the time. Period. A cookie cutter is not me. No, no. I don't fit into somebody's mold and neither do you mm-hmm. and you as in the general sense of the word. And even, I, I know that you say we're cis women, so we're going to identify with women and blah, 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 blah. But like, as far as it goes for anybody's stereotypical societal roles, men don't have to be stoic. Men don't have to mm-hmm. be a rock. They don't have to be the breadwinner. They don't have to, like, they have emotions and they can express those emotions without being considered a bitch or a pussy or whatever the fuck that it is. Like you are allowed to be who you are and who you want to be. And if you're not around people who are supporting that, leave. Mm -hmm. I would rather be alone and isolated than be with people who are trying to shove me into these roles where I am not any of those facets. Mm How do you feel? Well, I don't know. I feel like growing up, right. You have relationships and stuff and there's like a trajectory, right? So like you get engaged. Okay. When are you getting married? You get married. Okay. When you can have a baby, you have a baby. When you can have the next one. What the fuck? First of all, why are you so worried about what I'm doing? Point number one, why the fuck do you need to know what I'm doing at all times? It's none of your fucking business. People Mm -hmm. used to ask me all the time after I got married, are you pregnant yet? Are you guys trying? what? Why do you need to know that though? Why do you need to know that? Why do you want to know when I have sex with my husband? Exactly. That's weird. Here's the thing. What if I had problems or what if I had infertility issues and you constantly fucking asking me that question is causing me to be triggered and emotional. Yes. Just another reminder. It's not okay. No, it's not okay. No. And I think for so long, and this isn't like a fuck the patriarchy episode, but oh, also, no, it can be, it can be, right. it can be. but also and, like yeah, in, in light of recent events in Texas. Oh, it can be fair. It can be fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, no, it can. I, I am fired up about that topic. Ooh, we, I'm not even that topic. Um, about that aspect, that Avenue of my life that the government is trying to control. Yeah. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. what it. gets me too, is there's, there's the dichotomy of expectations, right? Like don't show too much skin, but then let's give attention to everybody who is showing skin. Like, where's the in-between? And where's the in-between when the fashion designers are the one creating the clothes for people? I'm yes. not going to go get a fucking sewing machine and make my own shit. I'm going to buy what's in the goddamn store because I don't have time. I'm saving lives. Thank you very yes. much. 
I'm putting out content to help people better themselves because I want people to live a fulfilling, happy life. I don't have time to sew extra six inches of material on my shirts because you guys don't know how to stop making fucking crop tops. Guess what? I'm going to wear the crop top. There are bigger issues. There are bigger issues. Mm -hmm. That is like that. That to me is just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. You, the fashion designers are the one creating the clothing options. The clothing options are what we are given. And then the, the smaller designers then take those ideas and make it accessible for everyday wear. Cause nobody has fucking $2,000 to wear a skirt. Like nobody has that. So they make it accessible. So what is being put out in the stores is what is given to us. I feel like too, it goes, I feel like societal expectations or norms or whatever fucking phrase you want to use can also tie hand in hand with just like gender stereotypes or gender norms, Mm -hmm. right? Like just because we're women, we should always know how to cook and clean. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's the thing. I never give a fuck about wanting to learn how to cook when I was a kid. And mom used to try to have me help her. And I was like, I don't need to learn how to cook. I have you. What the fuck do I need to know that for? (laughs) Right. I have zero desire to learn how to cook. Well, then I got married and then I was like, is that like my job now? I'm going to have to fucking cook food. Thank God you like to cook because I'll clean. I don't, I don't like to cook. Here's my thing. This is why I like to cook because I'm so anxious and a perfectionist that I knew if I messed up the recipe, I knew that if I messed up the recipe, we'd fucking be out of food. (laughs) For what, like five minutes? Like we couldn't make something else or go get, like this is. Oh my God, we're going to starve. Oh my God, it's over. It's like, if I miss the exit, I'm going to be lost for the fucking rest of my life. (laughs) Put a bandana on and tie it around my poor homeless. That was my mentality. I get it. I get it. And here's the thing. I had a desire to cook, but my mom was so busy just being a hustler. Having three jobs trying to take care of us. Not saying that my dad wasn't either, but like they just, they just didn't make enough. So, so my mom's making shit in bulk, like she's feeding the fucking, you know, Soviet Union and it's just spaghetti and fucking turkey brats, some green beans, like just, you know, goulash, you can whip up like just, just random shit. And then my dad's over here, like giving us like buddies lunch meat packs, like probably the reason I'm a vegetarian. Cause I'm like, there's also like three pieces of meat in one of those packages. I would eat like three after school, my my after school snack. My after school snack at my dad's house was a can of corn. What the fuck? Like, he didn't have anything. He didn't have anything. I was like, oh, this can of corn looks good. Shit, you not. Here's the thing. Oh, my God. You don't have to operate in anybody's expectations of you that you did not agree to mm-hmm. that if you, you did not want for you <laughs> if you didn't agree to it if you didn't agree to it here's the thing you may not want it but if you have a conversation about it things may change right because again you may not want to i don't want to fucking clean my house at all i don't want to i understand though that that's part of life and that i have to so there has to be compromise mm-hmm. so jeff doesn't like washing dishes i'll wash the dishes he does literally everything else like he's I was cutting the grass and doing all that yesterday I didn't have to do that at all like we just take turns I cut the grass he had a really really busy week I went outside and cut the grass because I knew that he wasn't going to be able to do it I'm not going to sit there and be like but like yes I entered into an agreement of like hey we're going to work together as a team and as a partnership 
right? So if you don't agree to those expectations that are set forth by that person, you don't have to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. You don't. I'm not saying you're like, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Have a conversation though. Yes. Have a conversation of, I didn't agree to that. How can we compromise? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to make this relationship work. I don't know. I don't agree to that expectation. How can we compromise? <laughs> you want a warm dinner every night? Okay. Well then you need to make more so I can stay home and do that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, because what, what we're not, what we're, hold on, what we're not going to do, what we're not going to do is operate by the industrial revolution set of norms where one person was the breadwinner and one person did everything at home, but then place the expectation on women that even because we, because we wanted to go in the workforce so bad, like, no, no, we fucking deserve to. Yes. So because we went into the workforce, well, it's like, now I feel like the patriarchy is like, handle it, do it. You wanted to be in the workforce so bad. Here's the thing. I am an equal. I don't have to do everything just to prove my worth. Yes. I make body parts. What do you do? Mm-hmm. What do you do? If all women together were like, I'm not having a baby. The world would cease to exist. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, do you understand the power and like the magic that is inside of you? And here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to tie that to the fact that if you are a mother, then you have this magic. You being a woman in general brings you that magic. <laughs> Whether your body allows you to or not, you mm-hmm. have that magic. You were born with that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, I cut you off. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, but also <laughs> the judgment of, and I feel like this this is an overgeneralization, but I feel like it's typically of like older, old school people, right? Of the, well, okay, but you just had a baby. What, you, you shouldn't go back to work. Shouldn't you stay home now? Here's the thing. I know in my heart of hearts, and I've known this for a very long time, I was never meant to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. That takes a whole lot of special skills that I don't possess. No. But I also love to work. I didn't spend $100,000 on my schooling to stay home. I didn't. And here's the other thing. I think it's really fucking frustrating that we feel based on past experiences that we have to go above and beyond to prove our worth in a workplace. Let me play devil's advocate. It's a cognitive error. Feelings are not facts. Sure. So how then when we're feeling pressured in that way that I have to prove myself I have to do this xyz blah 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 then it's you get that cognitive error challenging sheet out and you challenge it give me facts that prove that that cognitive error is true I have to do everything you know what I'm saying sure there may be certain jobs that require more of you but here's the thing that job is a job and you are a body to that job if that job is not allowing you to or is, I guess, placing these expectations on you that again, you did not agree to that they just keep doing it. We set a boundary. And if they disrespect that boundary, guess what? You can find another job. Mm-hmm. That job is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Sure. I can hear you, but you're paused. There you go. Now you're back. Yeah. I was like, you were paused too, but hopefully it so paused on a, on a good face. Cause I'm like, for, if these recordings are paused, <laughs> like that, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> so I think, I mean, moral of the story in terms of how to challenge these societal expectations, right? Or how to cope with them or how to 
I don't want to say go against them. Oh, no. Go I mean, you absolutely them. can. Yeah. No, like, yeah, the, no, yes, do it. you absolutely can. But I'm just trying to figure out the phrasing of what I'm trying to say. Sure. It all comes down to how you perceive the situation, right? Because I can perceive it one way. You can perceive it one way. Neither is wrong. They're just different. Mm-hmm. And so it's how you talk to yourself about those things. If you're constantly saying, well, according to this, I should be doing this. You're shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Cognitive error. Overgeneralizing what a woman, what a woman's place is, right? There's so many errors that I think function in societal expectations or norms. It kind of feels endless. To me, I think it starts with this. <laughs> you have to know your worth. Mm-hmm. So if you, if that is something you struggle with, I highly suggest that's where you start self-development. So reading self-help books, going into therapy to work on self-esteem, starting with positive affirmations, any of those things, you have to know your worth and know what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I think that was the changing point for me. I so much, so operated I wouldn't say to the full extent, but I did operate in that like, okay, I'm going to go to school and then I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to have a boyfriend and then I'm going to, you know, and while I have a boyfriend, I'll go to college and then we'll get married and then we'll have a kid. Sure. I wanted to operate in that expectation of what my life should look like so much so that I ignored every red flag, mm-hmm. every red flag that was given to me Yep. because I wanted it to work. I didn't know it was a carnival. I didn't, yeah, I didn't literally girl, bitch. I was at motherfucking six flags. Like <laughs> if we're talking about carny games, like I, I ran the circus, like <laughs> over here looking like a clown. <laughs> I it, like, I think about it and I'm like, you live and learn. Just, I was naive. I was so naive. Cause I was like, you stupid bitch. But like, I wasn't, I wasn't, it was so naive and bought into this idea that if I did these certain things, then my life and the government and, you know, America, mm-hmm. I, it would just be like wholesome and together. And that, that's what it would look like. Well, and here's the thing. Had you gone along with maybe like your parents' expectations, again, I, I get that your parents are divorced, so it's a little bit different, but maybe if divorce was frowned upon because of religion, then what you would have just stayed stuck if you didn't make a decision for yourself? I think divorce was frowned upon regardless because my mom wanted it to work so bad. Not that she wanted me to stay in the marriage, but I think that she felt empathetic to, I don't want this for my child. I know how hard it was. I don't want it for my child. And I think my dad might've thought the same way, but it's Richard H and he doesn't discuss emotions. So he was like, okay. Um, (laughs) All right. (laughs) Like that's literally, I was like, okay, good talk. Talk to you later. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> like every like once a week, like he'll text me, like call me when you can. I'll call him and be like, "Hey," I'm like, "What's yeah. up?" <laughs> you text me. Like we don't even have normal conversations. It's my life goal to eventually, by the time I'm fifty, have not heart to heart, but maybe a little bit more in depth convos with my father. We'll see. We'll see if I can get it out of them. I mean, it was, he's one of 12 people. So like, they didn't really talk about their feelings at the table. It was like, who's getting the last piece of toast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I think, again, you have to know your worth. And I think once I took a step back and was like, what am I doing? And recognized everything that I brought to the table. Cause at that point I was like, 
I have, I have all of these things going for me. I have a college degree. I have a master's degree. I landed my internships for both undergrad and graduate. I, I've worked at a, a waitressing and pizza place for literally 20 years this year. Like I have all of these amazing things about me because all of those things translate into like work ethic, determination, mm-hmm. you know, like follow through. Like I have a kid that I'm raising while I'm working full-time, part-time and going to grad school. And I'm, I'm killing it. Mm-hmm. What am I doing mm-hmm. settling for less? What am, what am I getting besides frustration, anger, lies? And then because settling for that turns into, well, if they're doing that, then I'm going to do that. I'm going to have manipulative behaviors. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then I'm becoming a shittier version of myself. What? Well, they think that's you easier, have- right? Well, yeah, yeah. They're going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, like a kid on the playground. They yep. cut, so I'm going to cut. Shut the fuck yep. up. I think that, not I think, that is what led me to that point. And that, that saying that I love is like, I know what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And trust me when I tell you, I am not afraid to eat alone. I am not afraid. You do not deserve a fucking seat at my table if you are not bringing something for the greater good. And that is me. Mm-hmm. Because I know I'm going to do everything in my power to bring something to you. And if I'm not, if I'm not giving my best, I'm going to have a conversation with you about how I can show up for you. Mm-hmm. Because I am a very even Steven equal person. What I expect of you is what you can expect of me. And here's the thing. We'll figure out how we can meet in the middle. We'll figure out how, if my expectations are too high for you, I'll adjust them. Mm -hmm. But if it comes to the point where I'm adjusting them so much that the fucking bar is on the floor, you can leave. Yeah. Bitch. How would you tell a client to respond to somebody who is placing those societal expectations onto them? Give me a more specific scenario. So if a client said, we just got married and my mother-in-law keeps asking me when we're going to have a baby, like what would you instruct them or how would you guide them into having that conversation with them about maybe she doesn't want to have kids. So like, how would you navigate that conversation with them? So I'm going to ask them to ball their fist up, right? And make sure that you are punching on the flat part, not your knuckles. So you don't break them and just fucking, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Kind of first and foremost, that conversation needs to be had with their partner Mm -hmm. for two reasons. You guys need to decide if you haven't, which I hope that you did already, if kids is in your path. So hypothetically speaking, you guys have already had that conversation. Yes. You want kids. You just don't want to know. Okay, fine. So now the next conversation that needs to come with your partner is you need to discuss how you can together approach this situation respectively because that's their parent. Yes. So I am not in the the business of just kind of like steamrolling over other people and being like, fuck you, it's my way, blah, blah, blah. Like this is, this is my how I'm going to live my life. I absolutely am in that thought process of we have to respect our partner and we have to respect their relationship with their parents. This is a very fine line right here of what is going to happen and how that conversation, I would like my expectation of it to go, my perception of how it should be. So say you guys, again, hypothetically come to an understanding of like, uh, yeah, your partner's like, yes, I back you. 
go for it. You have the conversation. Do you want me to be there? Which I always think is yes, the partner should be there. So yes, the partner should be there. So we're going to have a conversation about our family planning and what that looks like. Our journey isn't up for discussion at the current moment. So I respectively ask you to stop asking us about when we might have children or what that looks like. And here's the thing. That's their it. Response to that. Their is feelings there about that problem. is their fucking problem. It's none of your fucking business because that is a choice that they're making to feel some type of way about you setting a boundary. That's not your fucking problem. You weren't a cow that we sold off to go to a new family to produce for them. Okay. Yep. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. The whole reason that we say it's not your fucking problem about how they respond to that is because that that beginning part that I was talking about, the conversation about whether or not you want to have kids, the conversation with your partner of how you want, how they would appreciate how you handled that or like what your expectation is, that right there is planning and coming together to be in your wise mind to be appropriate when having this conversation. Balance with emotion fact. Yes, because we're not going to just be just operate out of emotion because that's how you're going to get half of like my reaction. That's how you're going to pop off at the mouth and then Literally. start a big ass fight in your family. Literally, that's how you're going to get half my sassy reactions that I'm I'm joking about right now. But that is like my emotional mind coming through of like fuck you, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. Yep, and not just from a like adversity state. Like I'm just going to fight against the power. Like no, if I don't want to, I'm not going to. I don't. There's no other way to say that. Yep. So having that conversation sets you up to understand, okay, here are the the points that we want to make. Here's the trajectory that we want to have happen, um, or at least for our our purposes of what we want to have happen, because we can't predict how somebody else is going to feel. And so then at the end of that discussion, you could, if you felt so inclined, enter into like, I'm happy to discuss any emotions you might feel from this conversation. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to, then you don't have to, but you're allowed to. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's how I would handle that. I just had another thought in my head and it fucking gone with the wind, loaded away. <laughs> Damn it. It was a good one, too. Oh, this is what mm. I was going to say. <clears throat> if you are struggling with societal expectations, norms, whatever the fuck phrasing you want to use. And it is made worse by things like TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. Get the fuck off of them. People are so consumed with wanting to find answers through whatever channel they can get to, right? Here's the thing though. We're content creators. We know what we're talking about. That's not the case for everybody. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of fucking mixed and inappropriate messages being displayed on social media that have people up in arms and confused and doubting everything or self-diagnosing or whatever the fuck. Like Mm -hmm. you need to make decisions based on you and your needs and not what Susie Smith over here is doing or not what person over here suggests that you do or do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know exactly what you're saying have to make the decision for you. And that goes back to what Mari said about knowing your worth. When you know your worth and what you deserve, you're not going to want to make decisions for anybody else but you. Because here's the thing, nobody else is going to do that for you. And this is a two-part response to that. And the first part, which is 
going to be the closest to what you just said is like, oh God, don't do this to me. <laughs> what is it? It's so, this is, this is sometimes why I interrupt because I'm like, it's going to leave my head. I have to get it out. That one point's gone. Hopefully it comes back. <laughs> it's gone. I it's lost in the files. The other thing that I was going to say is this also ties back to the judgment episode that we talked about. So you are, again, you have your basket of eggs and you're sitting here getting validation from everybody else and putting all your eggs in all these other baskets and you are left with an empty basket. Now you can't fill yourself back up. You can't validate yourself. You have no idea how to do that. And you're going to do that through everybody else's channels. Here's the thing. They're worried about themselves yep. as they should be. That's just how life goes. Right. They're not necessarily going to have... Um, maybe open, honest, truthful responses. Sometimes, yes. I would more so like, though, if that we built from ourselves and built ourselves up, validated ourselves, again, because it's okay to make mistakes. Even if we chose the option that we wanted and it didn't necessarily pan out, doesn't mean that everything's a failure and I'm so stupid to think that, and blah, 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 blah. Like, you're allowed to mess up. That's how you learn. You're not learning by putting your eggs in all these other baskets because you're giving pieces of yourself away. Mm -hmm. I wish that thought would come I was going to say, did the other one come back yet or no? It didn't. Kind of talk about what you're talking about again. I'm going to see if it floats back up. Um, finding things on social media, like basing your decisions off things that you hear about or read about or watch on social media based on what other people are doing. I think that it didn't come back up, but I guess another point that I could make on that is that it's also a comparison game. When mm -hmm. you, again, start with that self-worth and you know what you bring to the table, sitting here, this kind of ties into what the thought was. I don't remember the exact verbiage I was going to have, but when you put your self-worth into yourself, when other situations come up that could feel threatening or could feel like well, they're doing that. I don't know if I should do that. Like, you know, I want to be, I want to be like them. Like, am I supposed to be like them? Should I be doing it mm -hmm. like this? Again, all these expectations of like what maybe a content creator should be or what, whatever should be. When you know your self-worth, you're able to challenge all of those thoughts. Maybe not easily and maybe not as fast as that. You're going to have a better leg up though on the competition of being able to, to trust and know who you are and what you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Case in point, to get through societal expectations is, are you agreeing to them? Is that something you want for your life? Then refer to our sticker of according to fucking who then that you have to operate in that, that stereotype mm -hmm. or that expectation. Yep. Who said? The world, the world is on fire. Uh, yes. And like trillion dollars in debt. I don't think they should be giving out advice to anybody. Don't throw stones, sweetie. Don't throw stones. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, I do. Fuck. I'm not going to listen. Oh, the government said so. Okay. <laughs> and I don't mean that about the current pandemic, people. Wear your fucking mask. Please. Anyways. I think this is a good ending spot. It's a great ending spot. Otherwise, I think I'm just going to get soups sassy. Well, Soup. as per usual, you can find me 
at spookyfitmom13 on Instagram. Mari is at B, the EA underscore XO11. We are at Rewriting Her Story Podcast on Instagram. Um, and YouTube. And YouTube. You can watch videos on YouTube of Rewriting Her Story Podcast. That's how you find us. Subscribe to that too. And then you can subscribe to the actual podcast for extra goodies. Um, yes. It's still new, but there is a subscription episode already up. That's a really good one. That's like super fundamental when it comes mm-hmm. to therapy skills. So there's that. Um, and that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That was very good. I'm trying to think of how I'm going to say bye in a different <laughs> accent. I don't. Um, that's good. Um, oh, tschüss. It's German. Bye. What? Tschüss or hello, but that's hello, obviously. <laughs> I love German. I could fucking. I know you do. I love it. <laughs> not all of it. Bye. Not all of it, guys. <laughs> like, whoa. He's not a supporter of Hitler. Let's no. Let's be clear. Whoa, pump the brakes. <laughs> Anyways, okay. We will see you guys soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.